What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the All Out Blitz podcast with Jeff and Brady. And once again, special guest, Bucks fan, big brother, Jim. How you feeling, man? Hey. Oh, how do you think I'm feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. <laughs> Not like we were talking in the first half of the game, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was incredible. You know, it's, you know, I know we'll get into that a little deeper in a little bit, but, uh, you know, initial reaction, you know, of course I'm thrilled, you know. Yeah, so they had another opportunity and, and ball out the way, the way that the Bucks like to ball out. 2-0 in Super Bowl, so gotta be happy with that. Cool. Good deal. Well, before we get into the big game, I know we, we didn't do a little, uh, you know, did you know in the last episode, we got right into the nuts and bolts of Super Bowl 55, but you know, we'll get, we'll, let's give Brady some time. We'll, he got, he got some Super Bowl related, Ooh, Super Bowl. Uh, did you know, and some of them, goodness gracious, man, yeah. they're, they're something else. So <laughs> Brady, go ahead, man. You got your five ready? Yeah. Go for it. Number one, the Super Bowl has, do you know the Super Bowl has been around since 1967? Long, long time. Yeah. That is a long time. Wow. Now, before that, there was what? Just the original, the championship teams, right? Yep. You got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes you feel old, though, don't it? Because you're like, damn, it's been a long forever. No. Yeah. I was born, I was born at the 20th Super Bowl. So, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you know that Super Bowl Sunday is the second biggest eating day of the year for Americans? Wow. Yeah. What, what's the first? I'd, no say, it's, I'd say it's got to probably be like New Year's, I would say. Well, maybe New Year's is just drinking. Yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. But to be the second, like through all the holidays you think of, but no, it's Super and Bowl And it could Sunday. be a sports-related thing on top of that, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. What do you? Just, a lot of chicken wings. <laughs> what do you? So I I was in, just to add add to that for a second, just with eating, the uh, so I was in physical therapy like a week ago, and uh, they're of course talking Super Bowls and foods that are eaten on Super Bowl Sunday. What do you think the number one food is that's eaten? It's gotta be wings. Exactly. See, you would think so, right? You would think like wings. Right. It's not. And, or you would think like chips and like salsa or dip or pizza. Yeah. 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 No, the number one, and I don't know where they took these rankings work from, were mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks? Have you ever eaten a mozzarella stick on Super Bowl Sunday? Never. No. <laughs> and I, think, I, I eat think, a lot. I think that came from someone who's never been to a Super Bowl party before. <laughs> yeah. It, it had to be, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's, there's no way that mozzarella sticks. No. I, have I never mean, you call, you call any restaurant up or any pizza shop and yeah. say, What's your number one item on Super Bowl Sunday? It's absolutely positively got to be wings. Wings. Yeah. yeah. Laura just went and picked, she picked us some up right before the game. And right. uh, yeah, we there, got wings. there was yeah. somebody there that was working, and it must have been their first first time working there on Super Bowl Sunday. She said, and they were yelling, like, I am never working this day ever again. <laughs> because they're like, it was even, it was like triple as worse as like New Year's. Wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, that's yeah, awesome. That's nuts. That's a good one. Yeah. Number three. Did you know, as of 2020, a 30 second Super Bowl ad costs about 5.6 million dollars? In comparison, ads at the first, the very first Super Bowl, cost around forty thousand dollars. <laughs> wow. A 30 and you know what's funny? 
the Super Bowl commercials back then are probably better than the ones that They're were on this past Monday. So, so yeah. much better than back in the day. Yeah. So much. I mean, how do you have a Super Bowl and not have the Clydesdales on there? I don't know. I yeah. saw there were there were some. Uh, I, I know a lot of places, a lot of vendors. Um, they decided not to pay for new commercials and they put it toward COVID relief. Um, uh-huh. But then I also saw there were a bunch of. They just took old commercials and replayed them. I'm like, they should really just really? do that one Super Bowl. All the old ones, 80s, 90s, and they just play them. Like the all best the best ones. ones, like all the top ones. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the frogs and the and yeah. the what's up, guys. Yeah, like, the what's up. Just, Brady, did you ever see that one? Uh, I think I, I think I did. Yeah, I think we showed it to them. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank goodness for what YouTube. Up. I'm pretty sure before the Super Bowl, they were doing like the top 20 best oh, that's commercials. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that's right great. before the Super Bowl, there was yeah. like a an hour long special or something like best Super Bowl commercials. That's fantastic. Can you imagine five and a half million dollars for thirty seconds. I could not. Well, that's not even you know how much it costs to make the commercial, right? Yeah. That's just for the spot. Yeah. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I gotta look at this one. All right. Um. Did you did you know a ticket for super for uh? I'm pretty sure the newest Super Bowl cost. Between four thousand two hundred and twenty dollars and sixty thousand dollars, and that doesn't even include the cost of getting to the games or to the game and right. the accommodations. Yeah. Wow. Do people don't make sixty grand a year? No. Well, no. How do you? See, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of tax money right there. Yeah. You know, and I see all these people, you know, being on the Buffs groups that you know they. Posted pictures of you know just about being on the field. Like, how do you guys do that? Like, how do you, you know? I think this year maybe it was a little bit different because I know a lot of people, you know, got got given tickets or were sponsored or something. Yeah. But it's that's that's a lot of cash money. To, I mean, hell, if I had it, I would do it. But I obviously don't have it. So. Now, now, don't get me wrong. If Atlanta ever makes it again, you're going. I might I might pay the four grand. Yeah, but, but they're not going to make it. So that, well, it's true. <laughs> that's I got. Hey, I got high hopes with this new staff. Leave me alone. I got to. I got to have I hope and be I positive you somewhere. Always be positive, but <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just that's too much. Man. I just don't. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather. I mean, I really enjoy being live at a football game. There's not a whole lot of feelings like that. And I'm sure if it's your team, it's different. But man, that's a lot of money. I agree completely, but I, you know, there's, you know, I've been to what three games, you know, two Eagles games, and you know, the one at Green Bay, and yeah. you know, there's still three of the best times I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. This so this last one, I'm just going to preface it with, I did not know this at all. Wow. Let's give your last one, Braid. Um, number five. Did you know that the NFL does not pay bands or artists to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't pay the last guy that did it up there. They do not. They apparently do not pay appearance fees, but they, but, uh, they do cover expenses, um, to get there. Yeah. So, and they'll pay for like bodyguards and lighting and stuff like that, but that's it. I wouldn't pay. Well, you know, yep. I wouldn't pay the yeah. weekend to perform there. Gosh, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. In the underwear on the face. Yeah. And it was, that 
was that was incredible. Of course, you know, my son is a big weekend fan, so he of course ah, loved gotcha. it. But you know, Heather and I were just sitting there like, "This is awful," you yeah. know. And the the um, the uh, uh, the Star Spangled Banner Spanner was awful. Oh, like, I know. It was too long, the, drawn out, dramatized. Like, well, and it's that's one of those traditional things, man. That's yeah. just something you don't mess with. Like yeah. you just do it. Like, you know, I still remember, you know, when we were younger, when Whitney Houston did it, she yeah. just outstanding. Like yeah, without a doubt. still to this day, will never, I, I think is one of the best renditions of the, you know, the, the Star Spangled Banner. So yeah. I don't know. I just think that's one of those things you, uh, you don't touch, but Hey, can I add a, a number six to that? Sure. Yeah. Did you know that, the U.S. Army, the military, actually pays the NFL to let them fly over before games. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. They use it. It's a training exercise. That's true. Yeah. So actually, the NFL doesn't pay for it. It's the U.S. Army, the military, the government pays the NFL to let them do it. Wow. I wow. know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's it, That's though. pretty cool. It's pretty cool, although it's taxpayer money. But it is. Yeah. But hey, if I'm at a game, man, you get chills when that stuff happens. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, and it was the first female bomber pilot ever to fly over a Super Bowl. Oh, really? This year. Nice mm-hmm. female bomber pilot. Yep. Nice first female ref as well in the yep. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Lots she did pretty stuff. well too. I thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I thought she did pretty good. I'm not sure about everybody Compared else. Compared to the that, other refs, that one, yeah, she did fine. Good. I was waiting for that, Jeff. I was waiting for that. I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, so, so we're well, about to go into depth with that. No, let's let's talk about the game though, because I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, and, and I'm going to start it out with: this is the first Super Bowl ever out of any that I've ever watched that I turned off. Yeah, I get it. At, I get at it. At the end of the third, and and it's funny because I I work with a, a woman who is a Bucks fan. She lives in Tampa. And we I remember have, that. We had this meeting. Yeah, Brady was in the room with me. We had this meeting, and she was going nuts. And I and I mentioned that. She's and, like, what? How could you? And my, my boss, of course, um, he, he's a Cowboys fan, but he likes Tom Brady as well. And uh, mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, it's a bunch of sour grapes right there. Just because he knew how <laughs> I felt about it. And honestly, like... It's not even the fact that I, that I just knew the game was over. It's just the game to me... It was not exciting at all. Like right. there, there right. was no energy. There was no life. It was just to me, like it, it was not a good game when this should right. be the best of the best. Right. And I'm not you sure what played into that. <laughs> as a Bucks fan, of course, you know I thought you it was love a great it. Team. Yeah. But at, right, I love it. But as a football fan, and I said this that the same night right after the game. As a football fan, it was one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, and, and it was just because it wasn't close. It almost reminded me of the Bucks when we played the Raiders in 02. You know, it, was mm-hmm. just, it wasn't a close game. It was just completely one-sided and dominant. And, um, you know, you, you and I, obviously, we talked, you know, a lot during that game. It was, it was about the officiating. And I, I completely agree. I think, you know, the Super Bowl, you let them play. You yeah. don't. Yeah. You know, get so you know nitpicky with you know the tugs and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're professional, getting paid a ton of million, and <laughs> for for Tyron Matthew that to act the way he did, yeah. You know, I, I think that was you know you're the leader, a captain of the team, acting you know literally like a child on the field. Yeah. 
you know, it's. I think that's part of it. And, you know, yeah, I think the, the referees absolutely played a huge part in the first half. I think they made adjustments at halftime. Probably were told from up above that, hey, you gotta, you got to chill out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, even as a Bucks fan, I could definitely see where, you know, there was, you know, um, you know, some issues with the officiating. I remember, I remember seeing something that, like, after, like, the third quarter, like, the fourth quarter, some guy, like, ran across the field or from the stands. <laughs> yeah, the street. I, remember, I remember seeing, like, a picture or something that a guy, he was holding up a sign, like, before the game started. He said, like, if you give me your extra ticket, I'll streak the field in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There's a rumor going around that he actually did it on the bet. Yes. It was, like, uh, $50,000. And I don't know the truth of that, but, you know, if he ended up making the 375 grand off of the bet, like, the, the – uh, yeah, that's what the, they're saying. The post plane? Yep. Yeah, that'd be pretty – you know, I probably would do it for 355 oh grand. I would, yeah, too. They, they said he – what was it, a 1000 bucks to get out of jail. Yeah. And then it was 375 grand that he won because of right. the debt. And I'm like, right. okay. I'll do it. Let's <laughs> go. I would absolutely do that. <laughs> Brady, what do you mean you're going to take your kid? If I'm getting paid <laughs> that much, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Show me the money, right? <laughs> I'll run back and forth across the football field. I'm getting paid that much. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, the the first half it was it was weird, you know, it was just yeah, these, it was. these petty little um Stupid like that flags. like that I mean, it, just one that I'll I'll point out just as an example was like it, like Tampa really didn't take well first of all, they didn't take many deep shots in this game. They kept everything no, they underneath. Completely different. Yeah, right. they 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 ran the ball extremely well. They kept everything close, and then they took that deep shot with Evans, and dude, like their their feet tripped up. Like he didn't even touch him with his hands. And it literally took like five seconds. Like all the refs looked at each other and they're like, "Yeah, sure, I'll just throw a flag." And it was just it was just <laughs> weird stuff like that. That you know, yeah. I'm sure as I'm I remember, sure as an opposing team, they just. It deflates you, like, and that and that's no pun on Brady or anything, but like it, it deflates you as a as a player and as a team that it just seems right. like er- anything and everything is against you. Now I think you you still also have to be professional and just try to overcome it. That's all a part of right. of what right. you're doing. So I yeah. I get that, but I and it's not even about this game. You and I talk throughout the year just how bad officiating yeah. has been, and it's all over the oh, place. And awful. when you have yeah. to adjust. What you're doing on your job after 18, 19, 20 weeks of doing it, like each half, there's something wrong with the rule book then. No, I, I don't disagree, you know, but, you know, I, you know, I, I coached, you know, used in, you know, teenage baseball for years. And, you know, one of the biggest things that, you know, we've always tried to instill into our players is you've got to adjust with the, with the umpires. You, you know, you've got to adjust yep. the strike zones. Like, the book says one thing, but, you know, you're never going to get an umpire who's going to call by the book, you yeah. know? So, you know, I think if you're going to sit there and we're going to tell, you know, 10, 12, or 15, 16-year-olds, hey, you've got to learn, you've got to adjust and adapt, you've got to overcome. Yeah. I think the same thing has to be said to, you know, 20, 30-year-old guys who are paid a couple million dollars a year to play a game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, while I, I, I completely agree that I, the officiating was, was complete trash, and for it to be like that in, in the biggest game of the season, I think is is absolutely ludicrous. But you know, at the same time, you've got to you know overcome and adapt. Now, what I've said it if it was on the other foot, probably not. Probably be <laughs> complaining to too. I, I get that. So, yeah. even I'm going to be honest about it. But yeah. you know, at the same time, you know, Todd Bowles, 
Dude. That defensive game plan he, he put out there. Well, the, know, Chiefs, I, the Chiefs offensive line was like pretend like they're not even there. It, yeah. There's actually, there's actually a meme on where I had like, you know, Mahomes was back in a shotgun and it was the, de- the Bucks defensive line and linebackers and then nobody else. Yeah, yeah, I, me- yeah I, I remember showing that to dad. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. I'm it like, was. I said to Dad, I'm like that. I'm like that's exactly what happened in that it, game. It was weird, yeah. man. But Holmes was running for his life on like every play. That yeah. like wasn't a rug run. One thing I I do have to say is, you know, there's there's a lot of there's been a lot of talk, right? I mean, it's three years in a row the Chiefs go to the AFC Championship game. Two years in a row they go to a Super Bowl. You know, Mahomes gets a ten year contract, massive, massive, biggest deal ever, and. When you look at his season overall and you just look what he's doing, I think even though this was a blowout as it was and a very poor showing by the Chiefs, me personally, I mean, I feel like this showed more about who he is, this game, than what any other game has. Because when you look at trying to overcome, I mean, dude, I don't know what... What kind of like? Uh, there were two plays where like it looked like he was about to get sacked for like thirty yards, and somehow he like threw the ball like super far downfield. Yeah, I just I don't know, I don't know what Tampa's defense like ate before the game or drank before the game. <laughs> but they, dude, they were. I mean, it, it, we talked about this in the last episode. Like they were all over the place. I mean. They're more hungry. They wanted it. They were faster than everybody. They were stronger than everybody. But Mm -hmm. somehow with you, you look at people like Tyreek and Hardman and Kelsey and running backs, just blatant, just dropping the ball when it's in their face time and time and time again. And Mahomes just keeps coming back. It puts it right between their eyes. When you see a guy like Mahomes, you know, your leader making those plays that he tried to make, you know, yeah. you know, diving and, and throwing sidearm and, you know, throwing up. There's one where he was Spinning. getting tackled on the, the right sideline and then threw it up and, you know, to the back of the end zone. Like, yeah. I, I thought that was going to be nowhere close. But when you're seeing a guy doing that kind of stuff and then you're going to drop the ball for him, yeah. come on, man. That's what come I mean. On, like, you could see. Like you could see, like when Kelsey had a huge drop, like he just sat there and was like, "You got to be killed." You, you can think right. almost exactly what he's thinking at that point in time, McCall, and then like also like McCole Hardman, like he got targeted at least like ten times and caught it like two. It's what right. I mean. Like the the drops were just ridiculous. But I mean, I, either way, I mean, I think this showed a lot more about him, and the the dude has you know an operable turf toe injury, so playing through that was huge. Right. And and everybody has injuries, especially this this late in the season. But to do all right. of that, it, it showed a lot about his his character, his work ethic, and what he does on the field. I would say this as a Bucks fan coming away from this, complete and utter respect for Patrick Mahomes, not only for what he does on the field, but for how he has to deal with his fiance and his mom off the oh, field. Oh gosh, that's a whole other topic, man. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought like I mean, I'm a, like I'm a basketball fan too, and I thought like LeVar uh, Ball was bad, dude. Yeah, his family is Awful. nuts. They're they're cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I mean, I I can definitely appreciate you know fighting for your your family member like in sports and that stuff, but like you gotta yeah. you gotta tone it down a little. <laughs> yeah, be. but his mom like 
his mom going after Giselle on yeah. Twitter and his, his uh, fiance just posting these videos. And yeah, she's a little even his brother, you know, is, is a little cuckoo too. But yeah. so, yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I don't know what, to be honest, I don't know what the issue is there in KC. You know, obviously, you know, they need to beef up their line a little bit. You know, they have some injuries that hurt them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, I was I was thinking about this earlier. I was going back and I was looking at their, their schedule. You know, the first half of the season up until week eight, they were pretty dominant. Yeah, yeah, they were. But you look at week nine. You know, they beat the Panthers thirty three thirty one. Yep. Then they go to the bye week. Then they beat the Raiders thirty five thirty one. Then yeah, they beat like, Tampa twenty seven twenty four. But they're all tight the rest of the season. And they so, almost they almost yeah, lost like, to Atlanta. And then also, well, also to like remember like the Broncos game where yeah. like it was it was like I don't even know it was like twenty three to like twenty two sixteen yeah 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 I mean they they almost lost to the Dolphins they almost lost to the Saints yeah. they almost lost to the Falcons they lost pretty heavily you know by seventeen to the Chargers so you know of course you know you know the starters weren't in that game yeah and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out and completely say I think they're a tad overrated but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they have the talent there. I, I just, I don't know, you know. And, you know, we we talked before, you know, about how Andy Reid just does a great job coming up with a game plan. I yep. think he completely flopped this game. I, I agree. I agree. And, of course, you know, there's there's off-the-field stuff he had, unfortunately had to deal with. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. You no, know, there's sympathy for me on that one there, Bob. No, you're not. I, I just wanted to say, you know, you know, prayers yeah. out to that family of those kids that are are, are still fighting. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, was Ariel Young. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Completely great. I, I mean, you know, just they tried to paint him as a victim too before the game, yeah. and I was like, "Are you kidding me, man?" Like, yep. This you got a five year old girl out there fighting for her life. Yeah, no, nah, it's that's what I mean. It's you know, just thinking in prayers for that family out there. It's just it's it's unbelievable that number one that they would paint it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, of course, it, it is something that he that he is he's dealing with, and he's dealing mm-hmm. with from mm-hmm. thinking not only about his own son, uh, just from different perspectives. You know what what happened and what he's going through. Then, of course, for that family as well. Um, right. And that I'm sure that weighs on you, and it, it's yeah. difficult. And I think he's good at separating it. But honestly, I mean, I, I'm not even going to say that he. I, you know, I don't even want to give him that kind of talk that he flopped let's let's shift it because what i do want to say is no matter the outcome or how boring i thought the game was to the point where i did shut it off and i've never Mm -hmm. done that before the plan put in place number one by bowls on defense and by arians and leftwich on offense were outstanding yep I and mean, executed flawlessly. That's and that's the other piece, right? Because you can have a great game plan, and execution's terrible, or you can have a terrible game plan. It's executed perfectly, but it's so bad it doesn't matter. All right. the The plan itself, the execution, was four quarters of exactly what it needed to be. Right. It was a complete game. Yeah, and uh, yep. when you look at the powerhouse of the offense of the Chiefs to the point where Tampa didn't give up a touchdown yeah, in four quarters is, is absolutely unbelievable. And I don't know what your take on it is. Um, you know, Tom Brady, of course, MVP. I don't think he deserved yeah, it at all. No. Like, at nope, all. I agree. I think he you was – I think he was a – he was a key component for the fact that he didn't screw up. 
mm-hmm. that he didn't make a mistake. But in my opinion, MVP should have been Devin White, hands down. I completely agree, and I think what the issue was there is there are so many guys on defense. There's so many guys on defense, too, that, you know, it's hard to pick just one. Like, you could argue, I think, Levante Davis. You know, I think you can can argue for Shaq Barrett. I think you can argue for somebody in the secondary, and I think that's one of the problems is, you know, there uh, there was so many guys on that defense that just completely balled out. Yeah. Um, that I think it was just a lot easier, you know. And, and sure, the NFL may, probably had a little bit of input in on that too for, you know, Brady getting it. But if we're going offense, I, I think Jensen, the one of the linemen, deserves it. I think Lenny Fournette deserves uh, Fournette, it. I think you know? a huge, huge component for sure. Yeah, and it's, you know, I'm really, really uh, interested to see how they're going to pull off this offseason and, and get all these guys back. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I definitely, personally, I would like to have Fournette back. You know, I can do without AB. I think, you know, as long as you fight and get Godwin to stay, um, if you can't keep Godwin, then I think you have to go for AB. But, um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Jeff. I, I don't think, I don't think it was Brady's MVP. I yeah. don't. I watched, I watched a lot of, a lot of film on it afterwards, just chunk plays. Um, and the, the reason I mentioned, mentioned white over anybody else is because of his number one, his leadership on the, on the defensive side of the ball is, is so much more yeah. than anybody else's. Like he is, he is the biggest voice. Um, yeah. and he is the quarterback of the defense playing that Correct. middle linebacker spot, but his, his, even though he wasn't in on every tackle or he wasn't, you know, deflecting every pass, his play, his body placement on every play put him right in the middle of everything to not, not necessarily that he made the play, but that Mahomes or anybody else had to immediately adjust. Yeah. Like when you watch, yep. when you watch over the defensive plays for Tampa, number one, he was flying left to right, sideline to sideline, just like he always does. Yep, every single but, play. Yeah. but somehow in this game, his play, his placement was just that where when it was a handoff, you can see where the running back was going to go. And Devin was there, and they had to cut and make an alternate decision. Right. Or Mahomes would drop back, and you can see where his number one read was. But all of a sudden, Devin White's sitting in the middle. Yeah. And he had to go to two or three. Right. And then that defensive secondary, you know, Mahomes typically has no issue getting the ball out in two and a half seconds or less. But over two and a half seconds, defensive secondaries, they, they typically break down. Right. They didn't. Right, and when they and when they did, he didn't have two and a half seconds to get rid of it. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, here's so here's the weird thing, right? Is it the fact that Kansas City's offense is that predictable, but the speed allows them to open it up? Because when you look at this first game, just a couple of weeks ago, where yes, Tyreek opened it up two hundred some yards in the first half, but Tampa then shut them down, fought back, and almost won that game. Right. They came in and just continued that right. to where they think, had the I defensive they learned, in place. I think they learned a lot of that first game. You know, yeah. we, we talked last week about, you know, the keys to the game. And you know, one of the things I said is you've got to double and you've got to shut down Tyreek Hill. You've got to take him out of the game. And, and I believe my exact quote was, Bulls has to come to this game saying, listen, if you're going to beat me, it's going to be without Tyreek Hill. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. They had yeah. two guys 
on him every single fight. Yep. They took him out. They literally had Levante David one on one with Kelsey in the majority game. He took him out. And then that was you have Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah. Then you have Patrick Mahomes who ran for four hundred and fifty seven yards that game. I know. <laughs> scrambling to get away from, from the guys up front. Yep. You know, Vita Vea and, and you know, Barrett and Sue and uh JPP. And, JPP and yep. you know, it's just you know, it was incredible. So I think, you know, the plan was set down Tyreek, you know, you're gonna beat me with, you know, um Mika Hardman or you're gonna beat me with Kelsey, you're gonna beat me with a you know, running back and they actually got their running game going a little bit. Yeah, and they didn't stick with it. Right. They went right back to the pass. Yeah. At, at well, I nuts. think they, they were down. They were down. So yeah. They had to try to, you know, usually when the team's down, they're going to start airing it out to try to, get, you know, make some plays. But like you said, that defensive secondary was just outstanding, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy to think about, honestly, when, you know, we went, we went into this game, we all made our picks. Mm-hmm. You know, all three of us had it pretty close. And I think I, most of the world had it pretty close, to be honest with absolutely. you. Whether it was absolutely. Tampa coming out on top or Kansas City, mm-hmm. nobody expected this at all. No. Nobody. Yeah. And I think it was purely uh, it was purely the defense. I mean, Brady, Brady yeah. threw for 201 yards. Which isn't outstanding, isn't great. No. When you think about right. it, I mean, Mahomes right. threw for 270, but he had two picks mm-hmm. because he had to try to make a play because everybody yep. was dropping everything. So, of course, he yep. took it into his own hands, tried to force it, and, I mean, you had you had one pick where it was a drop into a pick. So right. there's, there's one. That's not on Mahomes. The other was right. late in the game where anything right. goes. He tried to make a play. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was. It so what's was just, your what's your take on the uh, Winfield uh, Tyree debacle? Oh, I'm fine with it. I don't care. Talk. Well, did you see the the history of why he did that? Oh yeah. The the well the first game it was the backflip in Winfield's face the into back the end zone. Into place, and then he also did the peace sign in the yep, face. Throws so, the deuces up you know, his there's way. There's a lot of people. The first time when, when as soon as I saw it happen, I'm like, "Come on, dude! Like, don't don't be like that." Yeah. But then you know, a couple fans online reminded me of the backflip. I'm like, "You should have done a lot more than just the peace sign." That yeah, you know, no, I'm and that's the thing, right? If if Tyreek's gonna he flashes the deuces at everybody when he's flying by, yeah. him, right? So, I mean, I highly doubt he got upset about it. You know, just because well, he, if you're gonna no, do to people, you better get back. Started whining a little bit. <laughs> He did. Probably he because like, it was know. right in his face. It would be more like a taunt. But you know what? Dude. Well, there was a, uh, a spot in the last game, too, when they were trancing over Tampa in that first quarter. Yeah. He actually went to the sideline. I remember. And he picked up the phone, and he starts yelling to the Tampa fan, don't worry, help's on the way. Yep. You know, I called him, help's on the way. Yep. But you know what? You, you reap what you sow, big man. Yeah. You know? That's, that's, and that's part of it, right? If you're going right. to talk that kind of big game. and Yeah. You know, somebody's going to shut you down, then they have all the right in the world to talk and do what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's in the biggest game of the year. The only one that really matters. I think what impresses me the most about it, like I said, I'm, I'm fully for it. I'm, if players want to do that kind of stuff, I think it should be completely legal. I mean, they're, they're all adults, first of all. If they get out of hand, right. then that's one thing. But, you know, flashing the deuces, flexing at them, whatever, I think that's fine. You do something vulgar right. or something wrong, then it's an issue. But right. the more impressive thing to me about it, dude, is Winfield's a rookie. Yeah, yeah, outstanding rookie too. I just that—that's what impresses me the most. Like what he did this year has been unbelievable, and it yeah. was, you know, of course, uh, 
Defensive Rookie of the Year, of course, NFL Honors was the night before the Super Bowl. Defensive Rookie of the Year went to Chase Young, of course, because he's a big name from a big school that comes into Washington and does his thing. Yeah, but did he really deserve it? I mean, he was another one to talk smack, you know, the week before the playoff game against the Bucks, And, yeah. you know, he literally I don't didn't even look like he participated in the game. Yeah. Right? Yep. And on the offensive side, you know, and I love Justin Herber. I absolutely think he deserved it on the offensive side. But at the same time, you have Tristan Norris in the Bucks, yep. who dropped in the pass protection over a thousand times and gives up one sack. Yeah. yeah. One sack yeah. for a rookie? Yep. You know, yeah. didn't miss the same staff all year. You know what? I get it. Why well, don't get any love? You know, <laughs> I get that. The guys in and the I trenches don't get Herber. anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, they don't even matter. Yeah. But. You know, Justin Herbert, I think, is going to be one of those outstanding stud quarterbacks in a couple of years. I think yeah. he's, you know, he, I he think, to be honest, ball. I think he's going to be, yeah, I think he's going to be better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he played he played amazing ball. Um, Dad, me and you both thought it should have been like Jeremy Chin for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, my, my top two yeah. were, were Jeremy Chin and Antoine Winfield. And it was interesting because they're, okay. both, they're both safeties. And that was my top two. Right. It's like the Defensive Rookie of the Year has to be one of those two players. Yeah, but you're right. It's the name. It is. You know, with Chase Young, it's and the name. Offense, of course, is because of the position. Yeah. I, I'm a, I mean, I talk about my boy Herbie all the time on this show. Um, mm-hmm. I love watching Justin Herbie. I think he is. Yeah. I think if I had a build, I would build around him more than completely more so agree. than Mahomes, honestly. And that's yeah. And that's I weird to say, agree. but like you know, the other the other guy, of course, that was second in that in that pick list was Justin Jefferson, which also played out of his mind. He did, um, yeah. Mike, right? Yeah, and that's, you know, wide receiver. So top two positions kind of on the offense. They're going to get more love than everybody. But that's what I mean. Like when you put a key cog in there like Werfs to to pretty much block off the entire left side there. And then, you know, you don't throw 30-some interceptions. That equals a lot of wins in football. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Where do you go if you're the Chiefs? What do you do? I I invest heavily. I would say I invest heavily in the offensive line. Of course, you know they had a, a star, uh, a stud lineman opt out because he's a, he's right. a doctor. He so went that's, to he went to Canada for COVID, right? Yep. So so that's that was a hit, but they knew that early on. Mitchell Schwartz um, was out. I say Schwartz was out. Fisher was out. You know they they had the injury bug at the wrong time, but that's a part of the game. They they just don't right. have they didn't have quality depth, and honestly, right. I, I don't even. It, to, to be honest, even if Fisher was there, right, even if Schwartz was there, would that have slowed down that defensive front? I honestly don't think they would have. I think it would have. I think it would have slightly, and maybe it would have been 31-16. Right. I, just, I, I think that defense was just too much, and I don't know if yeah. if Kansas City came in just floating a little, like, think, ah, oh, it's ours. You know what I mean? Right. Like, a, not – not necessarily cockiness, but I've been right. there, done that. We well, got this. You know, one of the things that nobody has mentioned is, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the Chiefs and how banged up, you know, they were an offensive line, which is, they were. But no one's talking about the fact that we lost our, our right guard, you know, with a couple games to go in the season. Shipley. And at that time, he was the number one rated right guard in the entire league in pass blocking. Yeah. The number one rated guard. So, we lose him, and we kind of flip flop between a couple of guys like Ted Larson, who really struggled. Um, you know, then then we moved Jensen around a little bit and, yep. and brought in, 
you know, uh, Hugh Shipley and then of course Shipley got that, you know, unfortunate career and you know, injury. And yeah. so we had to move Jensen back. Um, and then we bring in Aaron Stinney off the practice squad and he plays lights Play out great. for a couple of games. So, you know, like you said, everybody, you know, everybody you have to anticipate, with right. You know, and, and the problem with KC was they, they didn't have quality depth, right? Yeah. You're absolutely right. They didn't have quality depth of that position. So yeah, I think you have to invest heavily, um, in that line and you've got to beef it up. Yeah, they've they've got the quarterback, they got the receivers, tight ends, running backs. That's, that's all they, you got left. I don't know why the receivers were dropping the ball so much. I don't either. That was weird. Like that whole the whole team just looked lethargic. Like Yeah. And that's and that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Like so I'm sure like you watched probably every play of the last two games they played at least. Absolutely. Yeah. So here here's my thing and and I'm not going to chalk it up to like conspiracy theories cuz I love those anyway about everything in <laughs> life. If there's a conspiracy theory, I'm interested just because it's fun and different. <laughs> but when you watch the, the NFC Championship game and you watch the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, there's something that's very very common between these two that, that it doesn't quite make sense to me. And I haven't seen this anywhere, I haven't read it anywhere. You look at Green Bay they dominate teams. They did this year. They had fun on the field. They laughed. Mm-hmm. They opened stuff up. They were patient. When you look at the Chiefs, you mentioned earlier, the first half of the year, they were dominating. And then they played a bunch of close right. games. But they had fun on the field. They were laughing. Right. They were smiling. They were patient. They made stuff happen. The last two weeks of football, Green Bay and Kansas City both looked lethargic. Like they didn't want to be there, like they were having zero fun, and that was from the first kickoff. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Like, I don't know. What, what was there and what happened where all of a sudden, you know, up into the up until the NFC Championship game, Aaron Rodgers is laughing, smiling, slinging it around. As soon as that first whistle blows an NFC Championship game, you didn't see a smile on his face. You didn't see that team having fun. You didn't see them doing anything they did all year long, and then the same thing goes for Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Does 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 any of it have to do with the fact that you know, like you mentioned, KC, that they just didn't think it was going to be a game? I mean, you know, you know, be honest. Most people probably had us beating Washington, right? Yep. Not a not a, probably not a single person in the world had us beating New Orleans with Patrick Brees and I did. Michael Thomas. I did. You did? But it's because I hate the Saints so much. Okay. But not many, if anybody, had us beating Green Bay. I, I did not right? think it, especially in Lambeau. Right. And not anybody, if anybody, had us beating KC. So, you know, you think there's, there's some of that get in their heads where they're just thinking, you know what? This is an 11-5 team with a 43-0 quarterback. Yes, yeah, Tom Brady, but, you know, he's older than Methuselah. You know, do you think that, you know, eh, it's no big deal? Like, do you, do you not prepare? Like, this is the Casey coming in the night before, you know, I'm not giving them an opportunity to have a practice down there. Does that maybe impact it? I mean, you can go and come up with a thousand oh, reasons I why. I just think you know, it's, a fun, it, it's a fun topic of conversation. Yeah. I, I would love to know, you know, did, did, um, you know, did the whole thing with, with Burt Reed, you know, weigh on them a little bit. My, you know, my opinion on that is they probably don't give a shit other than feeling bad for the, her little girl and her family, but yep. they can try and tell us if Burton was there or not. I mean, well, he's the outside linebacker coach. Yeah. He 
doesn't even really know much about football, or is he just a coach's kid? Oh, you so know? when you're a positional coach like that, you're typically just a cheerleader during the game anyway. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, I, it's just I, I find it hard to think that like Rogers didn't prepare. That's the bigger shock to me is 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 the Green Bay game more so than the KC game. Yeah, like I just I because, find because they were they lost the NFC Championship game last year. This was supposed right. to be their year where they they. Make, they make that jump and they make it back to the big game. Like I just, right. but it, seriously, like if if you got uh, Game Pass or whatever, go watch some of the, just like the first quarter, first two quarters of that game, yeah. and you compare huh. it. Like there's there's not like there's like no feeling. It's almost like both of no, these teams were numb. And and how do you not when you're you know you're That's in what Lambo. I mean. dude? Do you remember you're when, in we, Lambo, you remember when we were up there? Right, and we, we dude, I want to. I hit somebody. That's well. When we took that tour with Dad, right, and yeah. we're in, we're in the tunnel. I told Brady this. I said, dude, if we ever get up there and we we're able to do that, we again, are actually doing that again. I am yeah. going to ask that whoever that tour guide is, like, can you please all go out and film me? I'm like, because, dude, I, I mean, I had <laughs> chills. I want to run out. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I want to get just like completely jacked up, just run out and because, <laughs> dude, how can yeah. you not? Like I get yeah. I get if you got a case of the bubble guts and you're nervous, you know what I mean. But yeah. typically after your first drive, the first time you get hit, the first time you grab somebody, like that's gone. Yeah. But it just it looked like both these teams were completely dead in I the know. most important games of their seasons. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, but that's weird. a good question. No, it, it is. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think, um, you know, KC, obviously, you know, after the first couple of drives, I think they gave up, at least, you know, that's the way it appeared. Mentally, you know, they were out. Gave up. Yeah. Um, except for Mahomes. Yeah, except for Mahomes. Except for Mahomes, man. I tell you, he's a baller, man. I mean, he, he gave 130%, and um, he was one of the only guys out there who actually looked like he wanted to be there and he wanted to play and win. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. But either but way, I, I mean, I, I mean I, that was impressive. I mean, just to yeah. just to dominate in in the trenches. And I think, to yeah. be honest with you, I think what what I honestly hope from this is that Atlanta saw what building properly in the trenches can do for your football team. Yeah, because it's, that's where we've we have focused lacked. on there a lot lately. Yeah, and yeah. we've we've lacked there for so many years. Um, offensively and defensively, we have we have one or two key pieces, but not solid throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes to show that if you set the tone up front, we all know this. This is basic football knowledge. Like mm-hmm. if you build that up, that build it up front. You, you're, the rest of your team doesn't have to be nearly as strong, right? It's the same right. concept. They don't have to work as hard. Yeah, yeah, it's the same concept. Like if you think yep. defensively, right? If your defensive front is, is so good. The secondary doesn't have to be number one because your right. defensive front is getting to the quarterback quicker. Yep. Or if your corners he's the ball out, he's making bad throws. Right. Yeah. Or if your secondary is number one, your defensive front can allow an extra second to hold on to the ball before they get to them, before they get to the quarterback, right. because those guys can lock them down. It's just it's common well, let knowledge. Ask, let me ask you this: going into the season, Tampa's secondary was ranked thirty-two. Out of thirty-two, that's ridiculous. What do you think they rank now? Like, what, what? What should they be ranked? Top three. Yeah, I don't know. 
as optimistic. I mean, I would say probably, you know, definitely top 10, but I mean, no. they definitely played like a top three. I, I think top three. I think, I think one is, is the youth that they have. Um, we all know in this league now with it being so pass happy, you have to have an unbelievable amount of speed and football yeah. intelligence. And I think the guys that they're bringing in, the guys that they're drafting have all of that. Yeah. And when you look at other secondaries around the league, um, you know, I, th- I think the Rams have a good secondary. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but I cannot stand you the Rams. <laughs> See, cannot and, stand and Brady's, Brady's the same way. He doesn't like them. And, yeah, and, we, were, we were talking about this before, and I said, I asked you, I'm like, who's your least favorite player? He answered with Cam Jordan. Uh, yeah. Oh. And then I, I responded with Jalen Ramsey just because, like, he talks so much crap. I just – if you can back it up like he can, then talk. That's how I feel about but, it. But that's just it. Like, you can say that I, I don't my, – my least favorite player is X guy, but I completely respect him as a player standing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same way with, you know um, – uh, I don't know. I was going to say Michael Thomas, but he he's a crybaby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I think the Rams have a good secondary. I think Buffalo has a good secondary. Um, Tampa has a great secondary. And and honestly, on top of that, everybody else is spotty. Yeah. Like, those three teams have really great players at corner and safety. And they can rotate very easily. But I think everybody else is very, very suspect. I just... Yeah, I would agree. It's it's just crazy, that's a, and that's that's why I put them top three because they're they're so strong, and that's their defense overall, right? It's they're so strong at every level. Well, and, and you know, especially like in the, on the back side with the defensive backs, is they're like you said, they're just really young. Yeah, you know, up front they're kind of old. You know, with two and JPP, you know, yeah. um, and I'm not sure how old Barrett is, but you know, they're they're a little old there, so. Yeah. They're gonna, you know, the draft. They're gonna definitely go ahead and rush their uh, defense tackle. Yep, is where they're gonna focus on. But um, you know, to make that a little, you a little younger. Levante is not that old. Uh, Devin White, obviously, as well, like two, three years in. He's he's young yet. So uh, I think our defense is gonna be strong. You know, I think it's it's gonna be gonna be good for a couple of years. Yeah, you got a lot of star defensive players on the rookie deals yet. Yeah. So you got to take advantage of that heavily. Yep. That's that's the yep. key these days, right, is take advantage yep. of rookie deals and then yep. move players as you need to. Yep. That's really what the business side of, of the NFL has become. Yeah. Yep. Um, I want to talk about like, some news now. What kind of news you got? Uh, Broncos are now starting to probably go on like a salary cut type thing oh. after recently releasing Broncos – or a veteran uh, in AJ Bouye. So we got a corner oh. sitting out there. A veteran Ooh. corner. Yeah. I like it. He'd be signed somewhere. Uh, Orlando Brown requested a trade from the Ravens. Oh, that's who I'd like to have right there. And he wants to play left tackle. Give now. me a tackle. Yeah, that would. Uh, He's going to take a lot of money. He's going to take a lot of money. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of money, but you've got to invest. I'd love I mean, to. I'd love to grab grab him, put him at left tackle, move Jake Matthews to right tackle. Oh man! Yeah, Washington. Yep. Um, Heineke got a deal. Washington, rightfully so. I know. Resigned uh, Taylor he- or Taylor Heineke yep. to an eight million seven or eight point seventy five million dollar two year extension. That's all. Good for him. Good for you. I mean, he's the one quarterback of anybody this this uh, 
uh, the, the postseason that gave us a struggle. I mean, yeah. how we are on the verge of losing that game. Yeah, he was impressive for sure. He was. And I was, to be honest, I was kind of hoping there was going to be a chance we'd get him to uh, back up Tom Brady and learn behind him a little bit. Ah, interesting. Yeah, it was it was weird too. Like, a couple weeks before that, he wasn't even in the league. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But yep. Uh, I also heard I heard some other stuff today about the. Just as we jump back to Chucky here for a minute with Gruden and his Raiders. Uh, we he, talked about that last week. Yeah, he's getting calls, I guess, for Carr and Mariota. Huh. Well, he said. Well, he actually said like like the only one he actually wants to trade is Mariota. I, I honestly, I, hope he, I think I think he should keep Mariota and just trade. Uh huh. I agree. What What I'm hoping for, honestly, is that we make a trade, Atlanta, for Mariota to back up Matt. Well, you, because be nice. Mariota's already worked with Arthur Smith when he was in Tennessee, and also you got no one right. back there. And Shaw retired, and you don't have right. Bankers on your pack, practice squad, so you really got no one back there except for Matt. So I'd be ecstatic yeah, if Mariota too. I wanted initially years ago when we took Javu, yeah. you know, with James Winston. Is I was like, no, you know, I want Mariota because he's just he's a good good guy, you know. Doesn't give any kind of problems, and yep. he'd be a great guy to bat up uh, back at Matty Ice. Yeah. And also, you see, like what like he's done this year, where like in the one game that he started, he absolutely balled out him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's a starter in this league. Like I, I mean, like I said, they should just keep Mariota and just trade Carr because I think you could get something decent out of Carr. Yeah, for you know a veteran, you know a veteran guy, you're going to get more money for Carr than you're going to get for Mariota. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you there. I would definitely uh, – I would keep my vote over the car. One more little bit of news. The Jets um, hire Leon Washington as their special teams assistant coach. He was a, he was a running back, wasn't he? Uh, he, was. he was. Yeah. He was a running back for the Jets before, and then yeah. I'm pretty sure he went to the Lions, and now he's going back to the Jets. Yeah. There's a lot of old players really getting into the coaching game right now. Well, we lost our receivers coach yesterday. Antoine Randall L. That's right. Yeah, he's going to the Lions. He's going right? to the Lions. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Was yeah. he with you guys? He was. He was uh, an assistant offensive coach. I didn't uh, even know that. Um, receivers coach. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's weird, yep. man. It's all these players are. I mean, it's good for them. I mean, it's good to, a good way to stay in the game, and of course, they have experience to teach these yep. younger guys. But uh, it's interesting yep. to see all these players coming back now. Vikings yep. are hiring. Paul Gunther as senior defensive assistant mm. used to be for with the, Raiders. With the Raiders. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then former Packers DC Mike Pitine or something Mike Patton. hired Mike Patton, yeah. by Bears as hired to the Bears as senior defensive assistant. Lots of guys on the move. Yeah, that's yeah. And the uh, Texas president resigned today, which was great. Yeah, I saw that. I wonder what that's yeah. going to mean for for old Deshaun. If that was somebody he had an issue I don't know, with. I just <laughs> – Deshaun and J.J. Watt, man, those are two guys that I think deserve everything in the world. Two outstanding guys, two outstanding football players. And I think it's just completely wrong what's happening down there in Houston yeah. right now. Yeah, it's two – these are – they're the kind of guys you want, I mean, that are, are great teammates. And well, and those are both guys – those are both guys you want your kids looking at and emulating. You yeah. want them. Yep. To look at Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watson. Listen, if, if there's any person other than me that you're going to emulate and be like, yeah. it's got to be J.J. Watson and Deshaun Watson. Those are two outstanding 
human beings, you know, on top of being great football players. So, you know, they did the Andre Hopkins wrong and, and everything else going on down there. You know, yep. I'm just going to get off there, get behind, start making things right down there. Because if not, if I was JJ Deshaun, I'd be just be the same way. But like, listen, you either fix shit or I'm out of here. Yep, exactly. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Well, any any last thoughts on on Super Bowl Fifty Five? I mean, it was a, a heck of a run. Um, Worst dominate, Super Bowl ever. <laughs> dominating <laughs> performance. Um, I, I wish know, I wish it was I, closer. I wish it was closer. I, I do too. You know, and that's the thing is, you know, of course, I still wish you know we we would have won the game, yeah. but I absolutely, as a football fan, would have loved for it to be closer. I think, you know, um, I think just. Tampa came in with a better game plan. They executed better. I think they wanted up more. Um, I think they just, for the first time this season, put an entire four quarters together. Yep. You know, I just think, you know, because like last week, it, you know, or the last game, it was they played good in you know, the first half, and the second half was trash. And then week before that, they played horrible in the first half, but played great in the second half. So this yep. was the first time they put four, four, four quarters together, and they – we're outstanding, so I'm excited to see what they're going to do in the off season. To see, you know, hopefully they can, you know, hold, you know, most of those units together and keep those guys. You know, obviously, I think Shady McCoy is is more than gone. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he really did anyway. nothing this year, <laughs> right? Um, I, I hope we keep Fournette. I hope we keep our defense in front. You know, I hope we keep a lot of those guys. Um, I, I absolutely want Godwin to stay in Tampa. Um, you know, as far as Gronk, I mean, the only reason I would want Gronk to come back is because he just does have a great connection with Tom Brady. You know, but we got O.J. Howard coming back, and I love Cam Brady. So, uh, you know, I, I think it will be interesting. You know, I just, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm jumping at the bit, you know, jumping at the bit, waiting to see if they're going to – hopefully they don't take too long to start making some announcements. But, you know, realistically, I know it's going to take some time. But I don't want to wait. I'm impatient. Tell yeah. me now. I hear you. I you hear know? you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a dominating win. Probably the, the the biggest thing I'm most excited about, honestly. I mean, I I didn't want Tampa to win. It was only because I don't. I really don't like Brady or Gronk. Right, I get um, it. What's I get? If if they weren't on the team, I I probably would be you know totally cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what I am excited about is big old BA getting a championship. Yeah, I've been yeah. a fan of he, his for guy. so many yeah. years. Back when he was with the Cardinals. Um, and they were doing the whatever the all or nothing prime video thing back when he was with the right. Cardinals. I loved watching that. Learned so much about the guy, about who he is. I couldn't be more ecstatic and for him. I didn't even know he was like sixty-eight years old either. I thought he was like fifty. He's, he's the oldest guy ever to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I'm, I had no yeah. idea he was that old. I honestly thought he was like late fifties. And the most diverse coaching staff in the entire NFL. I know. You know, two females on there. A lot of the, you know, African-American, you know, coordinators, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, I think he might be the only white guy in the entire coaching staff. Yeah, I think I think I saw a picture of it on Super Bowl Sunday. It, they knew uh, he was it, right? Yeah, it was like a coach's picture, and he was the only white yeah. guy. <laughs> Which you know, I think is great, you know. Yeah. It, 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 as long as those guys are the best for your team, exactly. that's fantastic. It doesn't you know? matter. Exactly. Yep. Right. right. Come on. Color skin should not matter in anything in life. No, anything in life. Nope. So, but yeah. So, uh, way, way too early picks for next year's Super Bowl. What do you think? 
Whew, boy. I think it's Brady. Going... Brady, let's go. Ugh. Um, Way too early pick. I think it's going to be. Huh. I think <sighs> NFC wise, it's either going to be Bucks or Packers. I think okay. the Bucks have a chance of going back to back. Um, and the Packers definitely have a chance of going there. Um, right. AFC, it's, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think, again, it's it's just going to be Chiefs-Bills. I think it's going to be like yeah. the same exact, like, it's going to be the AFC Championship and NFC Championship, ex- exact same thing again. Okay. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Bucks-Bills. Bucks Bills. All right. Yeah, I, I think you know, and that's contingent on keeping these guys together. It really depends on who we lose. Um, but if, you know, ABA and, and Jason Leiter saying that they're going to keep the, you know keep everybody, um, and there's concessions made some of these contracts to be able to keep everybody. I think the the Bucks, and I absolutely think the Bills are primed. I think the Bills deserve it. I think the Bills uh, are going to make it back there. Uh, and I think um, I think I don't know I, I you know I, I think Casey's been found out I really do and yeah. and it really depends too on what Casey does you know to help out Mahomes but uh, you know they just prove that you can't win it with one guy. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So I got a question for you guys: Which team do you think no one's going to think is going to be good is going to be good? Hmm. So pretty much, like, what team do you think is going to be kind of like the underdog here? I'm going to go with, actually, I'm going I'm to pick two on the NFC on this side. Okay. And they're both coming from the south. Mm. And that's Atlanta and Carolina. Huh. I, I, I'm interested to see what, I mean, of course, with, with my squad, what the new staff is going to do. I think that was 75% of the problem in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also very interested to see, depending on what Carolina does at quarterback, and I'm a big fan of Teddy B., but depending what they do with quarterback, if they get a young guy like Fields or Zach Wilson, I think this team played a lot of good teams very, very tight all year long. Mm-hmm. And that's a couple mm-hmm. of plays until those turned into wins. Um, AFC, honestly, I, I, I'm excited to see Cincinnati. Mm. Burrow, comes, okay. Burrow comes back healthy. If they go and grab... Um, like Jamar Chase, with which Burrow was already familiar with, and they got mm-hmm. T. Higgins, which showed he's a stud. That offense is looking really, really bright in the future here. So those are your underdogs for next year. Yeah. Okay. I think who's Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Um, on the NFC side, I'm gonna go between. I'm going to go between the Bucks and the Matthew Stafford-led Rams. Okay. I think he's going to be a difference maker there because he is so much better than Jared Goff. Um, oh, I, I completely agree with that, yeah. And then I think on the AFC side, <laughs> I, I also go Bills. My sleeper pick, depending if the beard is still there, are the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I, I, I think I think their defense is is similarly built like Tampa. They're yeah, very yeah. fast. They're very fearless, and it's and a very good. good. It's a very good squad. 
Um, yeah, man, I love the beard. I, if he if he started all year long, I think they would have been in better position this season. But putting Tua in, I get it. Um, I don't even know if they're going to keep the kid. To be honest with you. Yeah, and that's the thing is I feel bad for for Fitzmagic because you know he's he's been pretty. You know, he hasn't been outstanding, but he's been pretty, uh, you know, consistent everywhere he's been. Yeah. And he just deserves deserve somebody to come and say, listen, this is your team for the whole year. We're not going to make any changes. You're it. And just let him run and see how he does. And, and if he, he bombs, then okay, two is your guy. But, yep. yeah, I definitely agree. You know, he played outstanding this year. And even when two was struggling, they brought Fitzmagic in and brings him back. They win. In a couple games. Yeah. You know, it's. That's that's probably the most upsetting. I, I'm such a big fan of his. Um, yeah, I just no respect. You know what no, I mean? There's and, no he's, respect. He's so unbelievably humble. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah. those are those are my picks. All right, all right. So my underdog picks, my underdog picks, um, Justin Herbert and the <laughs> Chargers. Yeah, I think you know seven and nine this year, but. They got to sure up. De- gonna... They got to sure up defense a little bit. Their I think, defense was pretty bad. I think AFC. I think it's going to be. You no, know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think the Broncos, if they take a QB okay. in the draft, if they take a QB in the draft, I think the Broncos have a good chance of getting more than just five wins. And then in NFC, I know I hate them, but I got to take the Lions. Because the Lions, he's taking the the Dan, the Dan Campbell led Detroit Lions because of Jared Goff. No, I hate him, but oh. I just I just okay. think the Lions are going to be one of those teams that like comes out and just shocks the world. Okay. That's interesting. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be in the tank for a year or two because I think you're going to my have... NFC my NFC sleeper pick is the New York Football Giants. All right. Mm. I think for NFC, it's actually going to be either the Lions or the Vikings. Okay. Vikings, yeah, Vikings, I can see. N- nobody picked a team that's literally called football team. It's ridiculous. Oh, they have a chance. <laughs> well, they, well, they, <laughs> I, would say, I would say they have a chance, definitely. It makes me laugh. No, I, 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 I like it, though. I mean, I. So are they coming out with a new name for next year? No, they said it's going to be a couple years. It's not really that hard. I know. Uh, well, how many years until they say, uh, Buccaneers, you got to change your name, and Chiefs, you got to change your name? And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, we'll see. I don't know. There's a lot of that going on right now. But, uh, yeah, with the Lions, I'm just not sure because I know there's a couple of guys with Detroit that are, are, are pinging Matthew Stafford pretty hard right now, saying they want to come over with them. Yeah. Right, and that's, and that's some wide receivers. Why would you not? Kinds of, I mean, right? dude, if you can bring somebody like Marvin Jones over to pair with Cooper oh, Cup yeah. and Robert Woods, dude, yeah, that's yeah, I, yeah. I have another little interesting question: Which team do you think that's doing good right now is going to do bad? I think Kansas City's going to have a rough year. I think. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, I think this game humbled them. To, to a point of it's going to be good for them, but I think they're missing some key components on offense on the offensive line specifically. Mm-hmm. And they're, while their defense some games can play very, very well, they're missing some they, – they don't have any linebackers that I think live up to what you need at that position. Yeah. Right. And I don't think they're going to be able to fix it in one offseason. 
I think, in my opinion, I think the AFC, I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. Just because they, like, I know they do have 11 wins, but they all, like, other than that, they didn't really have that great of a year until it was, like, coming to, like, the end of, like, the year. And then I think for the NFC, surprisingly, I think it's going to be the Seahawks. That's, I agree. I think Seahawks are Saints. I think they're both going to have down years. Yeah, just because, like, the Seahawks, I know they do have, like, 12 wins, but other than that, their, their team wasn't really, like, that great. They they didn't they didn't dominate at all. It was no. yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, I, I'm done for the questions though. <laughs> it's good conversation pieces. Nobody talked about yes. the Colts losing losing Philly Rivers. They need to take a QB um, no matter what. Retired. I, I think they're going to trade for one. To be honest, with they you. need they need to trade up in the draft to like at least like in the in between the top ten and fifteen picks. They need to trade up. I think they're going to they're going to trade for Wentz. With Frank so? Reich being there, yep. I think it's just a perfect fit. As long as they can get the numbers right, I think I think Carson Wentz is going to be a Colt. If the Cowboys, if, um, if the Cowboys don't re-sign Dak, they should sign Dak because that would be a good spot for him. If they don't, if if they don't re-sign Dak, I think um, Deshaun Watson might end up in Dallas or Philly. Hmm. I say it's going to take. I mean, we already know the haul for Deshaun Watson going to be at yeah. at, a, at a minimum is like three first round three picks. first round picks. Yeah. yeah, but who else other than Jerry Jones is stupid enough to make that trade? <laughs> right, very, it's very true. I Dak, Dak is either going to get paid or he's going to get tagged again. Right. I mean, his tag price I think is forty million. So. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's that's too much money. So I, that's what I mean. Like I don't think he's gonna go. I really don't think he's going anywhere. Right. Um, but I mean, you have you have Wentz sitting out there, and there are Eagles fans. I think Wentz is is worth three first round picks as well, and I think they're drinking no, some no, crazy no, no, in no, Philly no, right no, now no, because he's done nothing to prove that. No, no, I, it's, he's uh, worth like maybe like a. Second or third rounder, but I think uh, I think that would be a good spot for him. And there was another. They were saying they were saying that like, um, like in between, like with like because, like I think majority says that uh, Carson Wentz going to go back to Chicago, but then but That's I saw the team that I was like thinking of, yeah. in the trade it said Foles is going like, to go half to back like to Philly. He's a younger Mitchell Trubisky. Why would you want that? Well, so here's here's what I'm. Here's what is kind of being put together is because Bears now they put uh, they elevated Coach D. Filippo to the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach in Chicago, and okay. he was with Wentz in Philly when he was playing at his MVP level. So uh, they're thinking okay. if anybody can fix him, it's Coach Flip. Um, so I think the the Bears and the Colts both have that connection between Flip and Reich. To say it's got to be one of these two spots because I don't think I don't Philly I don't think they can number one afford to keep him when they have so many other needs. And right, right. When you take somebody like Jalen Hurts, like what's the point? Right, yeah. right. So yeah. I think I think the Colts should maybe try and get Trubisky just because near like well after he got started or like after Foles got hurt, he did amazing. I'll just say that. So, um, if he keeps that kind of caliber that he had like near the end of the season, that's that's good for the Colts because I would not put 
like I would not put my team in Jacoby Brissett's hands. Yeah, it's uh, when he when he came back in well, Trubisky when he got benched and then came back in. He did play well. Um, the only issue with that is that I mean Philly picks sixth this year. You're going to be able to get a quarterback there if you want one. Yeah, right. But right. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to draft one. Chicago doesn't pick till twenty. No. Right. They won't get one there. If if they do, it's going to be somebody like Kyle Trask. Or somebody like that, and that's and that's mm-hmm. shooting. That's that's really trying to take your shot with a guy that's not going to get drafted that high. But all, all right. the key guys are going to be well gone by then. So Philly's in a prime spot to to grab somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, you guys are all the way down there at thirty two now. So that's a good problem to have, though. It is thirty two means you won the Super Bowl. So exactly. I'll take it any day of the week, twice on Sundays. That's right. Yeah. I'll take it three times on Super Bowl Sunday, too. Right? <laughs> right, it's going to be exciting here. I, I do. I'm, you know, now I'm a little more invested. I want to see uh, you know, how the team pans out. I want to see how some of the other teams in the AFC, or the NFC South, like the Falcons and, and Saints, you know, pan out. You know, is Drew Brees really going to retire? Um, you know, are they going to – is Atlanta going to stick with Matty Ice? Are they going to go elsewhere? You know, where are they going to draft? You know, I, I really do. I'm interested to see what happens, you know. Um it would be nice, you know, to, to win the NFC South this year, but I'll take Super Bowl over winning the NFC South any day of the week. A hundred percent. Without a yeah. doubt. Without a doubt. I'm surprised the Saints aren't really saying anything about like their QB position. Well they, they did restructure Breeze's contract <laughs> down to like a million dollars only. Well he's so it freed I can't up. believe they allowed that to happen because f- everybody knows that's just BS to get it, cap money it and, freed up about $20 million for cap space by doing that. And it's really yeah. just setting it up for him to retire. Yeah. I think, to retire. I think, I think Tom Brady beats breeze again and takes a $500,000 paycheck. So they can use the money <laughs> elsewhere because, you know, He's everybody knows Tom Brady does not need the money. No. You know, so I think he, he restructures. He says, you know what, Drew Brees, I'm going to beat you one last time. Yep. And I'm going to take less money than you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy move, but I mean, again, I mean, what is it? The Saints, they have, they don't pick till 28. You ain't getting a QB there. No. So no. You, I think they should just try and shoot for like a free agent, like a free agent QB if they're, they're going to get think, any good ones. I think there. they think they have their guy. I think they, they really do. Well, between Jameis and Taysom Hill, I would, I would, I, yeah. I would choose Jameis because Taysom Hill is not their QB. I don't know. He's, He's a gimmick guy. I mean, I, trust me, I, I am probably the, one of the biggest anti-Jameis Winston guys in the entire universe. Yep. But I agree with you on that, Brady. I think Taysom Hill's a, a gimmick guy. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe Jameis will do well down there. I, you know, I don't know. I just I just hope he becomes a little more humble and stops eating W's. <laughs> like, I mean, what's, is there barbecue sauce in the singers? Like, well, why does the fingers taste so good? Got the old Cajun on there now. <laughs> yeah, he's got the little Creole. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, I think they really, truly do believe they have their guy. Sean Payne talked very highly of him. Yep. Um, so, you know, we shall see. But I, I do like beating me some Saints. Yep, definitely. Love it. Yeah. I think Love Taysom Hill should just stay at, like, his, I don't know, wide, receiver, tight end, right? wide receiver, tight end, strong safety, free yeah. safety, linebacker, <laughs> lineman. What? <laughs> fullback. 
Anything else aside from quarterback, he can play it. Exactly. He's also the cameraman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a team cameraman. He's a coach sometimes. Sean Payton's love child. I mean, um, yeah. Hey, he's just, uh, high school Tater. beer here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, anyway. Great show, guys. Yeah, congrats on the Super Bowl win. Enjoy it. Yeah. Um, hopefully one day I'll know what that feels like. Oh, you will. You will. But, uh, but uh, either way, crushing game. Um, yep. Enjoy the off season. Now it's time yes, to start. Uh, next couple of episodes, folks, we'll start talking. Talk Brady's been bugging me about mock, mock drafts, and I have yet to do one yet because I was watching too I've many games like and all that stuff, and he's got a whole slew of them going. I got like three of them done. I got to sit down and Good do luck with here. that. That's the one thing I've never gotten into, and it's mainly because I just don't watch a whole lot of college football, but oh, I think I I'm going to watch some tape. Yeah, Brady, Brady, Brady takes the base base of what the other mocks are saying and then puts his spin. Uh, on it, so, okay. well, I've I've you. watched like because I'm I'm an Alabama fan, so I've watched like some of Alabama's games, yeah. mostly the ones that were like in the championship. So and, you'll so you'll oh. have Alabama going everywhere. But <laughs> well, uh, I don't have like every Alabama player like in like the first round. No, but uh, I have like players that are like popular. In Forrest Gump is he going too? I hope so. Forrest Gump is he gonna be your first <laughs> running back. Yeah. So we'll now. I'll I'll sit down. I'll probably make one consisting of you know no trades, just as is. Oh, I don't, then, I don't, yeah. I don't Trades are hard. Yeah, and then I'll I'll break down some trade op- options in there too. But uh, cool. Looking forward yeah. to seeing those. Yeah, but appreciate you taking time, man. I know we, we had a long, yeah, long run here on this episode, but I figure, hey, we had you on before to talk about the game. Got to have you on after, and we'll definitely have to it. have you on again just to talk again, just to talk ball. So, Absolutely, yeah. Um, Whenever you guys need, want me on, you know, let me know. I'll be more than happy to jump on and uh, talk yeah. some uh, pigskin with you. Awesome. We should, have you on, we should have you on the episode before the draft and then before the NFL season starts next definitely. year. There you go. For sure. I'm down, Brady. I'm down. Cool. Yeah. Let's let's uh, hopefully uh, the the open stadiums up next year. We can oh. all go out to a football game together. Oh, That's really what I want to do. Dude. I'm all I'm all in, no Dude. matter what. We're gonna we're gonna do one of these from the hotel room then. <laughs> yeah. Day? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Oh man. Um, that'd be awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, either way, you know, appreciate you jumping in, folks. Uh, appreciate everybody out there listening and sticking with us here throughout the uh, 2020 NFL season. It's definitely an interesting season, but a fun season. We got a whole year of football in here. Now it's time for a long off season, but we will have uh, Brady and I are going to come up with some just interesting uh, topics like we did last year, uh, where we had our best state, our, our best state uh, episode series talking about best players from each state. We'll come up with something else this year, make it a little different. Yeah, but. Appreciate everybody tuning in, and uh, hey, have fun out there. Watch some old games if yeah. you want to. Appreciate everybody listening. Hey, you can watch Super Bowl over and over and over again like I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning when I wake up, I'm just going to exactly. sit down and just watch Super Bowl. Exactly. There you exactly. go. I'll end up watching, All right, have a good night, guys. Uh, you too, man. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Yep. Stay healthy. And from us here at the All Blitz Podcast, peace. Peace. Great.